wellness? Is it for everybody or just you? Find out on Uplift. that set your heart on fire. My name's Sarah Wade and I am your co-host today along with, of course, Mr. Neil Thrussell. We are looking forward to having a chat about all things health and wellness. So do us a favour and get involved in the conversation. Get your phone out, type on the keys and ask some questions. We'd love for this to be interactive. Now, as I mentioned before, Mr. Neil Thrussell's with me today, of course, my amazing co-host joining us even from Calgary in Canada. Welcome. Thank you, Sarah. And it was it's going to be a great show because we were already buzzing in the green room about all things celery. And I'm like, I'm like, celery, what's going on? Because it's all good. As Sarah said, my name is Neil Thrussell. I am an author, a life coach, and I'm really excited that Samantha is here with us today. Absolutely. Hello. I'm looking forward to finding out if Sam, if, if salary is this thing you get in a paycheck, right? Or is it something different? <laughs> so joining us also from Perth in Western Australia, we've got Samantha Campbell, who is a women's health and wellness coach. Welcome. It's great to have you here. Hi, Neil. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on, uh, on the show today. Uh, yeah, look, Sarah and I are actually in the same city. Uh, we met a couple of years ago on a course, so that was fantastic to uh, as a great intro to meeting you. Uh, look, celery juice, yes, it's all the buzz, but uh, there is so much science behind it that um, we've just got to uh, peg the nose, drink it down, and our health will be amazingly better. Yeah, incredible, the differences. So, yep. I'm curious to know, guys, if you were watching this, whether it's live or in replay, drop it, drop it in the comments. Do you do celery or do you, like me, eat it? maybe with cream cheese or peanut butter, or how do you get the celery into your system? In the meantime, Sam, what are some of the benefits of celery that you've come to know over time? Well, look, um, it was actually through a conference I went to that I found out about it, and I'm like, oh, okay, really? Is it that good? Do we actually have to have this stuff? And, like, Neil was commenting just now about, it, like, the flavour is like, um there is incredible health um, benefits from the um, salt clusters within the celery. And for those people that are a bit sceptical about the sodium levels, and, and quite a few people have said to me, oh, I've been told not to have any more sodium in my diet. They're, it's actually different in structure and how it's created and how your body absorbs it. So it's actually really good for you. Um, your body identifies as a friend and not as a, a bad salt. Um, and what it does is it has these amazing properties that helps you uh, minimise and reduce and even eliminate some of these um, healthy problems that are coming up these days. So things like all these autoimmune conditions that are 
becoming more prevalent. Um, there's, I've actually got the book that I refer to, so if anyone's interested in reading it, uh, by the medical medium, Anthony William, amazing, incredible man. Um, on the back of his book, it just lists a, like some of the medical, um, some of the health problems that are um, alleviated by having celery juice. Um, what they suggest is you have it made up fresh. Uh, the properties in it are most beneficial straight away and needs to be consumed within 24 hours of making it. Um, yeah, basically it's, um, it helps cleanse the body, helps re reduce all the toxins and pull all that out of your body that's been stored for years. Um, and have it straight. Don't mix it with anything, even though we all want to hide the flavours. I know, I know, Neil's like, mix it all together. Uh, if you have it first up when you wake in the morning and then allow your tummy to settle and absorb it all, then you go about eating your other foods and, and drinks throughout the day. So that's just a snapshot, but there's a, a wealth of information if you want to look online um, from Anthony William or read his books, incredible. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I know I personally would juice a, a big batch and freezes. Does that mean that things like the the, um, the nutrients are then sucked out because I've frozen it? Am I doing the wrong thing by trying to save time? <laughs> is it, is it yeah. yeah, so it's interesting because um, people ask all these, it's like how do I manage this? Do I have to do it every day or can I do a few days at a time? It is best within the 24 hours if you're wanting to really maximise these health benefits. Um, if you delay it or if you freeze it, it's reducing down how effective it is for you. Um, if you buy more than one or two days worth, they do store really well fresh in the fridge, but you need to be looking at juicing them on a consistent basis each day. Makes sense. So we've got a, a viewer joining us. She heard that, or he or she heard that. I don't know who you are. Sorry, appreciate you. Maybe the same person. So I've heard that because celery abs absorbs so much where to grow, it absorbs that much more of the pesticides and herbicides and vegetables. So is it necessary to have organic celery to get the health benefits or can we just go to a supermarket or, or, or another suggestion? Look, there are um, a lot of the certain uh, fruit and veg are sprayed more heavily than others because of the type of produce it is and depending on the type of bugs that are prevalent at the time. So, look, what we recommend is obviously organic is better than like normal uh, produce, but it comes down to availability, pricing, uh, the quality of what's actually um, available in the organic range. And so we say to people, that's a decision you need to make on your own. Obviously, organic has got a lot less chemicals within it. Uh, I don't. I have a family of four and three of us juice. So I'm going through a lot of celery. However, I'm really consistent on uh, reducing the toxins in my household in other ways. So I've done that as a trade-off. Um, if it was just me, then I would be getting organic if I could and, and had the financial scenario to be able to do that. So I'm curious then because you've mentioned that you're reducing other things in your house. Is that something that you would like to share? I'm curious again if, if the viewers watching it are also doing the same or maybe they'll get some tips here today. 
Okay, so my backstory is uh, I grew up in a household with my father ran a commercial cleaning company. And so he was exposed to uh, strong chemicals. Back in those days, there was no masks, no protective clothing. He was inhaling straight chlorine and bleach. Um, he would uh, he had contracts to clean the high schools where they had those beautiful gymnasium gymnasium basketball floors and for dance and things. So he had to use strong chemicals to strip all that back and then reapply it. Um, and so what happened is over a number of years, this accumulated in his body and he started to develop uh, very unusual symptoms and combinations of autoimmune conditions that back in the 70s and the 80s, living in Perth in Western Australia, were never heard of. And so he had a, a really hard time trying to get any assistance for medic the medical people because they had no idea. Um, in America, there was a bit more information. And so he was having to research over there to try and see what was going on. Uh, so mm -hmm. my household, when I grew up, um, we were limited with any uh, petrochemicals, anything toxic because it triggered his. Um, so I found out about all this, not because I wanted to, but by accident. And then as I became a young adult, I started developing intolerances to uh, a lot of um, current fragrances that are out there. I would have to take antihistamines all the time when I was exposed to things. Then I started developing food intolerances to gluten and things like that. And so uh, it was purely by accident that I've ended up following this path um, and realising uh, that as I avoided things, I felt better and my body responded better. And then I've now got three teenage daughters that are starting so to be healthy. So I'm actually yeah, accidentally became healthy um, and my three teenage daughters have started to need to modify their diets for intolerances. And so it just became, I was living it. And then people said to me, well, if you're doing that, can we, can you coach us? Can you have a look at what my family's doing and how you can help us? And combine that with my love of sport and it all just fell into place. Perfect. Damn. So, you, I, I got lost. I got lost when you told me I wasn't supposed to mix anything with celery. I'm like, no <laughs> way. <laughs> and absolutely, I was. Uh, we tried a, a celery cleanse, and I don't know, four weeks, and I, I had issues. But then I went to, uh, a, it still has celery in it, and a different one. So everybody's body is slightly different, which we talked about in the green room. So um, I am a proponent of the healthiness and the goodness of celery. I just, I choose a different uh, uh, green detox smoothie in the, in the morning. And I truly hope all of our listeners, whether it's in replay or live, give it a whirl. Give your body a... Uh, uh, test it out. See what, and you will find. But don't test it for a day. Make a commitment for at least thirty days to, to really, really give it a try. So, and to see what you see, how much difference you will sort of feel in your body. So, can I just add to that? What I say to people is, if you haven't been eating healthy for a while, these things like celery juicing will taste possibly yuck. It will taste different. 
and your taste buds are, and your body are going to react to it quite differently. What I suggest is if you don't want to have it just straight, maybe mix it with something like uh, red apples or do a blend like you're doing because your taste buds will change, your body will start absorbing all those nutri nutrients, you will get better. And as you adjust and adapt, then your body's going to be more tolerant of what other good things are out there that I can try. When you're coming off commercial um, processed foods, uh, lots of sugar because it's in everything these days, your body's not going to know what's hit it when you're having these healthy things. And it will take time to adjust. So hang in there. Um, it will be different. But as, as, as you said, Neil, give it a commitment because you don't realise how much your body needs it. And if you try it, and you say, no, it's not for me, then that's okay. But I think most of you will find you'll be better off if you do stick at it and go, oh, wow, I actually don't wake up with a headache. I actually have lost a bit of weight. I'm not bloated. Um, I don't have a lot of gas. All those things will start settling down if you give it a decent go. Sounds worth it to me. And I'd love to hear to see comments saying, oh, yeah, I've tried it. Oh, I could give that a go. I could, I could see me doing that in, in February and I'll get back to you. That would be great to see. <laughs> I know I personally, I like to put apple with mine. You mentioned just apple there. Like, yeah, I, I personally am a bit of a sugar fiend. Yeah, I like my sugar. So that apple helps me to get into it. And I think, you know, if we're, yeah, you're right, Sam, yeah, we're starting to do something new, you know, we can do things in little pieces and, and they could all come together and then over time maybe go to the straight celery to that thing that you're working towards. It's, it's a great idea and goal. Appreciate you. Yeah, and look, I said... We do have another viewer question. Go for it, yeah? Sorry, I was just going to say, a lot of people when they start out, I'll just say to them, add in a salad every day. Make up a bowl of salad to add to your normal dinner and share that with the family. It's just adding in little bits and starting to change your patterns of how you eat and how you live your life. Um, and it takes time. It takes six, eight weeks um, for all those, that lifestyle change to just become normal. And then you're adding it in and it stays there and you're able to sustain it. So you will be healthier at the end of the day. I have a little confession. Uh, so and I love that we can substitute. Sorry, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I have a little confession. Tina, my lovely wife of uh, almost 38 years, she doesn't rate, normally buy, but she bought this packaged salad today. So I threw all the ingredients together, and then I was working. I'm, I'm writing, so I'm working. So I've, this package is a fair size of thing. I'm working and typing away. And then the next thing I know, I've eaten this entire bag of salad. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it was like, oh, and if I would have thought to myself, nice to oh, I'll sit down and keep this whole. Yeah. Yeah. Say again, Sarah. I think it's nice to have things like that set up for the day. Like I often celery or some capsicum and carrots and things like that so I can just go and have a, a munch or my five-year-old now six actually my six-year-old can just open the fridge and just you know dip in and have some hummus along with some veggie snacks it's something that easy and simple you just leave it in some water and then everything 
everybody is happy. And you know, I tell my her body to not listen to our body's needs and do those little things that, that help us. I think that's a great idea. You guys have frozen my end. I trust it that you guys can hear me. I did have a question, Sam. One of the things that I've noticed over time, like I mentioned before, a bit of a sugar fade, yeah? So one of the things that I noticed over time was when I was trying to get off chocolate, I substituted chocolate for dates. Yeah, are there any other common sort of substitutions that you would recommend to people watching Uplift today? Look, I do share a chart within my Facebook group that I have. Um, it's called, my, my group is called Empowering Extraordinary Women. And it's a Facebook group that's free. Anyone, any ladies that want to join can be part of it. And I do some different topics on different days. And one of them is nutrition. And on that, I have a chart that I share. And if you can, you can look up what you're craving, and then it will tell you the type of nutrients that your body is needing. And then it gives you um, an option of types of foods you can have that will help fill that. So when you're saying about the, um, when you have a sugar craving or a chocolate craving, often you're needing magnesium and they're suggesting different foods to have. Now, I have the medulla dates, so the big fresh plump ones. And I know if I've had three of those, my craving's gone. I, It's totally gone, doesn't return. So for women, when you have different hormonal cravings, um, different types of food cravings. These charts are, are just a great cheat sheet to be able to work out what you're needing. Um, as you become more aware of your body and you start to eat better, you can actually, I actually can stop and go, right, what is my body needing? What's my taste buds telling me? And it might be that I need healthy nuts and seeds. It might be that I'm going to have some feta, marinade feta, that I'm needing some oils or fats in my healthy fats in my body. And that's what's my, my body's craving. Sometimes it might be protein that I'm needing, depending on where I am in my cycle. Um, it's, it's a really great place to start. I'm happy to share that with any of the viewers that um, haven't seen something like that before. It's a really good place to start getting that awareness that, uh, that helps you find out what your body's needing and not just having salty foods or sugary foods or things like that so yep so you can find samantha at facebook samantha.campbell.904 and as she said she'd love to share that with you but what if it's a guy that shows up and wants it uh look i i set my group up for ladies just because it's simplified um initially that I was able to transfer my experiences and assist ladies and go, yeah, I've been through that. This is what I did and it really worked. Or I've got clients that have been through that. I do have men approach me and look, most of the principles are similar. It's not that I don't coach men. I just don't have that as my main group. Um, there's so many great um, nutritional concepts that you can apply for both men and women that can make a massive difference to people's health. So, um, yeah, there's little differences. Obviously, we've got our hormonal fluctuations and that's something that kicks in. Uh, as women age, we get lower in uh, vitamin D, uh, just a few different vitamins and supplements that we need that I've tended to focus my, my study on. 
But no, look, there's so much there that we can help men with. If any men are interested in wanting to know more about um, their nutrition, more than happy to uh, have a chat with them and, and see if I can help them. What's wonderful. That leads me to asking a question. Like in terms of, you know, cooking, you mentioned, you know, you've got a large family. I grew up as one of four kids. I think there's lots of us who have different people in our house, whether they're, you know, small humans or big humans, male or female or, or otherwise. And I'm curious to know, I remember my mum cooking multiple meals. You know, we had allergies and all sorts of things in our house. What is, what, what would, what do most people you've come across do? You know, is there like, you know, come to the dark side, we're all healthy here, you know, <laughs> or what's going on? Like how can we improve our meal time and what we ingest, our prep and, and going forward? Look, our family I'd say is probably quite unconventional in how we do our, we run as a family. Um, my youngest and I have a lot more food intolerances than my other two daughters. Uh, however, we have gone as a, we have a few standards that we do. We do lactose free for the household. We do gluten free for the household. Uh, we do high fruit and veg. They don't get a choice because that's what we're doing. And that's what my study has shown is what we need. Um, so I have a saying I jokingly use, but it's true is that food fuels our body. So we're not just out there to eat whatever looks right and exciting at the shop we're actually eating living food so there is a large component of fruit and veg in our household um, my children all have different preferences of what they like to eat so coming back to your question is um, they will often say mum I want to cook that meal tonight and I'm like okay well don't just make one portion ask if anyone else wants it and we'll make it a family meal um, if not then you make it at least a double serving so you've got some for the next day or, um, or you can freeze it and put it away. Um, what we've done is we've eliminated certain things from our overall household. So if they want to have it, they have it when they're out with friends or they're out to dinner at a restaurant. And it, it is tricky because I grew up in a household was if you didn't eat everything on your plate, if you didn't eat your dinner, you didn't get dessert. That was a pretty standard thing back in the 70s and 80s. And so we tended to overeat. We had to peg our nose to eat our um, Brussels sprouts. Now it's like, well, I'm picking my battles. Do I bother to buy Brussels sprouts or do I pick a different veggie that might be nearly as healthy and have that instead that we all like? Um, I'm out to make life as simple as possible because I think we've got enough going on than trying to make it complicated. So I pick my battles and I try and find healthy things that the majority of the family will eat. Makes sense. I will. I would never actively buy a Brussels sprout, but I have been known to do it because my wife loves them and uh, it's just, yeah, so she'll eat them. Oh, to me. <laughs> What I also recommend is there are ways you can actually, these days there's amazing chefs out there with um, videos online, with um, information on the internet that you can Google ways to cook things. Um, uh, an example is radishes. I can't stand radishes. 
They're a really strong flavor. And yet one of the recipes I was making up for one of my workshops had it in them. So I made them for the workshop. And then afterwards, I picked the radishes out and ate the salads. That's me. <laughs> but I had a bunch left over. So I Googled, well, what can I, how can you cook and how can you eat radishes? And I found out you can bake them like as in a roast veggie or you can cook them in a frying pan. It takes away that really strong flavor. They're actually amazingly delicious. So yeah. I there is so much on there that you can find and research. How can I utilize these different and cook them a different way? And then everyone's in the family's going, oh, wow, can you make that every week? Um, Brussels sprouts, you can do them in um, garlic and chili oil and just have them quite um, al dente where it's quite firm, and they're, but they're, they're blackened and cooked on the outside. Totally different to mushy boiled ones that we would have had as kids. Um, I, I think, think it's so many of us grew up with, you know, the over, overboiled stuff. I remember one of my family friends, you know, they would put on the veggies after, you know, the school drop off, or mum would put on the veggies for the dinner. So by the time they go home, the broccoli no longer resembled broccoli. Carrots were just tasteless and everything was just really watery and munchy. So, you know, obviously that family didn't enjoy the amazing, amazingness that is fruit and vegetables. My my mum had a little bit more variety in her foods. And I remember my tennis coach saying, just hit that that Brussels sprout over the net. I'm like, but I like Brussels sprouts. I, I want to keep my Brussels sprout. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to see. And over time, you know, like, it, you know, we find – chefs where we find recipes that influence us you know, one of my daughter's favorite things is roasted i'm sorry neil brussels sprouts absolutely loves it <laughs> and look and it is i mean obviously the fresh vegetables are better for us nutrition wise and obviously you pointed out that back in our day everything was overboiled. so uh i don't know if any of you recall the color of the water after cooking those vegetables for so long you would end up with like all the orange out of the carrots, all the green out of the Brussels sprouts. And then that got poured down the drain and you lost all the goodness. So the least amount of cooking we can do to our produce is, and the fresher we can have it, then we're actually having better quality food. Uh, and, the, and the nutrients are there are going to actually be more, more beneficial to our body. Uh, these days we're often deficient in many vitamins and minerals and the, the hard bit is the way the testing's set up for blood tests, it doesn't actually show it what's in your cells. It will show what's in your blood, and it's quite different. And so it's you might get a test done and it says, no, you're not deficient, but your body's not actually utilising those nutrients at the right level or the amount that you need. So we often need more than what our blood tests are telling us, and that's why I keep saying to people, don't just settle for what you've got. Keep adding in healthier food and fresh food um, because your body will actually need it. Whether you're young and your kids are growing or whether you're older and you're trying to prevent illnesses and injuries later on, just keep eating healthy. It's my, my message to all of you. Yeah. And especially to, my, to the Canadians that are listening here where we don't get locally grown fresh vegetables year round where it is trucked for 
incredible distances. Like we will get grapefruit from South Africa, bananas from Costa Rica, and our watermelons and that come from Texas and California. So they're trucked incredible distances. So all I can really say is cook them less so that you're not destroying the nutrients that may or may not be available in, in the fruits and vegetables that have been trucked for miles and miles. And if you can, plant a garden. Absolutely. And look, I share with my clients, like part of my business, as you can see from the background, is I, um, I'm part of Arbon, which is a multi-level marketing company, and they have an incredible nutrition range. Now, people go, well, if it's, processed, if it's packaged, et cetera, is it as good? And I say, well, for example, when you can't get it fresh, then these products, um, these different fruit and veg have been picked peak season. They're packaged and it's available for when you can't get it fresh. So you're actually getting the right nutritional content, even though it's not from a living plant that you've picked out of your garden. So there are ways of being able to get um, plant-based proteins. There's ways of getting your greens powders, all those things you can add in to, add, to increase your amount of nutrition that's going into your diet, which you could have, as you say, Neil, more when it's the cold season and you can't get the fresh produce and then back it off if you can get all your fresh, fresh produce in your summer and then that way your body's not missing out for half the year. And I want to add, if anyone is still boiling the crap out of your vegetables, have some fun and do some art. Like, I don't know if you've ever worn a white T-shirt or anything white before, but you can actually tie-dye, you can actually stain with natural fruit, things like turmeric and all sorts of things make the most amazing decorations. So if your grandma is still overboiling your Brussels sprouts, <laughs> go take that water, don't let it pour, pour it down the drain and have some fun with it. Yeah, so other good ones were beetroot, carrot. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think, pomegranate. They're all those really rich colours um, that are awesome for doing, uh, and, and Sarah's obviously our, our expert in all doing all that creative stuff in your workshops and things. So, yeah, fantastic to utilise and like that too. And it's great to eat also, like, not only the, the fruit itself, but also the flowers. There's so many amazing flowers in our vegetables and fruits out there that taste just as good for example chives like i didn't realize how peppery they were until i actually tasted one and you know we would have uh we used to work in hospitality as a chef and you know the chef would have scrambled eggs with chives in it but also with the flowers on them and those chives they just taste amazing beautiful sensation and you can just have a whole salad of flowers and it just tastes amazing get into it if you haven't already give it a go again i'd love to hear how you found that salad <laughs> i've never got mine to get to the point where they're flowered so that's um that would be interesting mine don't i mean i've seen onions and things like that to get to flowering but not my chives so um that will be something i keep an eye out and i'll let you know how i go yeah, do they're, they're like beautiful little white purpley flowers. They're very delicate, but gee, they pack a punch. <laughs> oh, fantastic! So, and I think you know, 
Um, we all, we're all different. We had a viewer question uh, who was basically asking us to settle debate. You know, her house, they're, they're wanting lots of different meals. We sort of touched on it before, but would you recommend, you know, freezing things in advance so that everybody could get what they wanted? Or again, you know, would you try to do it on the spot as much as possible to get all those ingredients within that 24-hour window? Look, if the... If the project, like if you're cooking meals and they're actually being cooked and then you're freezing, my only suggestion is is that um, try not to microwave too much stuff because it does um, have a like it has a whole different way of cooking, which is quick and easy, but not the best for us. Um, Storing it in the plastic containers. Uh, I know in Australia, I'm not sure, Neil, with you in Canada. Uh, with the BPA-free, where they're trying to reduce the chemicals down in the plastics. Um, we tend to use um, porcelain or china-type bowls with the lids on them, um, just or glass, where you can get... We, we've got Pyrex glass ones with the lids. They are better because they're not leaching chemicals into the food that we're eating. Um, they don't stack as easy necessarily when you're freezing, etc. However, they are healthier for you if you're looking at investing in um, buying storage-type containers. Um, the difference between males and females, look, obviously the, and the first obvious thing is the amount of calories per day. Um, men obviously are requiring a greater amount of food, depending on what type of work they're doing or how active they are. Um, do, it changes the amount of obviously we all need healthy fats for brain development and um and keeping all that functioning going there is a bit of difference um i would be looking at body shapes and body types and how much uh, extra fat that you're storing on your body um it also depends on your age because as we age we store it differently um but we really want to be on the leaner side if we can because it helps us as we age um, to stay healthier. And as we all know, as we get older, it's harder to get rid of it. So if we don't put it on in the beginning, then we are better off. But, yeah, there is a difference. But I, um, I would still be predominantly leading with the fresh produce, um, healthy proteins, um, and then depending on... Um, what sort of activity they need of how much carbohydrates they need and looking at healthy carbohydrates. So just an overall healthy and then they obviously look at the volume they're needing based on their lifestyle. So healthy carbohydrates, like obviously you're talking about, you know, white bread with packaged cheese in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. So there's a bit of a saying I say is that when you go to the supermarket, I know in Australia, um, Neil, you might be able to confirm this for um, our US and Canadian um, viewers, is that we go around the outside of the supermarket and the fresh fruit and veg. Most of the stuff up and down the aisles is processed, full of salt, full of sugar, full of artificial colourings and flavourings. So pretty much the only aisles I go That's down... That's all the good stuff. That's all the good <laughs> stuff. The colorings, the sugar. Or that's what, that's what the, the big prepackaged people, um, fruit brands would like want you to believe that that's where all the good stuff is. 
Well, they're all bright. It's like the bright, shiny object that wants, to, and the kids think that the bright coloured lollies and the latest jingle on the TV for whatever's they're promoting in the cereals and things. Um, no, do not listen to them. It's just a marketing campaign. There's next to no goodness in those things. Um, so my, I've trained my children, trained them, it's probably the right word, that they asked me, can we have the fruit that's like, the amazing, bit more expensive, bit nicer fruit, like it might be the cherries coming into Christmas for us. Can we get a bag of cherries? And I'm like, sure, that's your treat. So they now ask for all those amazing fruit and veg that cost a bit more, not just your standard apples and oranges. They don't ask for chocolate. They don't ask for all the gimmicky stuff down those aisles. And it's about us as parents guiding and mentoring them and teaching them that, yeah, I'll buy you a, a punnet of raspberries instead of buying the chocolate bar. And they don't even ask for them now because, one, in the beginning it was like, no, mum's going to say no. But now they're actually, well, we want the cherries. We want the mangoes. We want the raspberries. And at the end of the day, it's about us educating the rest of the family and someone has to go first and someone has to help um, the family uh, making those changes if you're wanting to implement them. And I'm curious because you've got a, a six-year-old just starting year one and, you know, when it comes to her lunchbox, you know, she's looking around at all these other kids and you can see packets of this and packets of that and, you know, it's all up and down the, those aisles. And um, the way that I've started asking my questions is, you know, she's she's recognising it's, it's not good for the environment to have all those little packets so we make things and we put it in her little containers, you know, bento box for her. So she's got an amazing array of colours in her foods. But she gets a little bit jealous at times. So I'm curious whether it be Sam or, or a viewer, give me some tips, help a mum out. What would you say to help cure comparisonitis in kids' lunch boxes? I think she's starting to talk to her friends about, you know, yeah, I'm eating, this is good for my body. Mm -hmm. but, you know, she's six. So what would you guys say? Look, at six it is tough and it's very much what's my friends doing, right up to even 14, like my middle one. But do you know what? All their friends come and hang over them and go, what have you got today? Can I trade you something for your raspberries? I'm like, no way. And she's got a boxing gloves on going, no, I don't want what you've got. I'm just keeping my raspberries. So they're actually setting the trend and they're actually saying to their parents, mum, can I get some raspberries or um, can I have hummus with my and cucumber sticks? Because that's what like Bronte's got. And their friends are actually, their mums are going, oh, you do realise what you're making me do. I'm having to go buy healthy stuff now. And it's, yeah, it's someone has to lead the way on the healthy things. And it is a bit tough when you're six and all your friends are not doing it. Um, but, look, stick, make it exciting. So they, I talk about the rainbow of foods. And it, just like the rainbow, you've got all the colours and we actually laminated one and put it up on our fridge. And so my kids are like, oh, I need something out of the blue. Mum, can you go buy me blueberries? I need something orange. Mm, what am I going to have that's orange? And they would get to pick something off that rainbow chart and put it on the shopping list. And then they were excited and happy 
to take in their lunch boxes. And I even gave them a laminated copy to give to their teacher to put up on a board at school. And then that way, the te- that started a conversation for the teacher. And then the kids are like, oh, oh, um, what have I, oh, um, I need to go away and get some more things to make my rainbow of foods. Um, and it, that's a great way of, of starting, especially at six, because they love to have classes where they can sit down and talk about healthy things. And sometimes the teachers need some inspiration as well. The Hungry Caterpillar has been a good source of inf- information. You know, come Saturday, it's suddenly eating all these greens and the body's feeling good as opposed to being lethargic after eating, you know, the lollies and the cakes and the sausage and everything else that Caterpillar yes. didn't do wonders for itself yes. with. Yeah, and I, I reckon that I would be hitting you up for one of those copies too. Please DM me afterwards because I'm going to send it to her teacher too. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, that Hungry Caterpillar book, I mean, that's been around since I was 45 years or so. That was around when I was little. The best book ever. And there's so much information in it, like an understanding on it. It's it's going to be timeless to teach kids about what you do and don't eat and things like that. So um, look, I'm definitely happy to share um, the rainbow of, of food and all the fresh produce because it it's just a great conversation starter and a thought provoker, even for six-year-olds. It's perfect. Even younger than that, they can go, Mum, I want carrot because it's orange on the chart. Um, and then you can go, well, how are we going to present that on the plate so that it looks like fun and, and you can make some little people out of it or all those creative things? <laughs> do with kids when they're little to get them to eat well yeah yeah we, we can do like little rice crackers and she makes little faces on it mom can you cut me some some cucumber triangle because i want to make little ears for the cat that i'm making and you know slice the the carrot nice and thin because i want whiskers and being involved in that process i'm hoping it's going to set her up for the rest of her life so as it comes to an adult who's struggling with their health or their wellness and they're recognising, hey, it's time for me to change my diet. It's time for me to change my lifestyle. Where would you guys go to first? Is it like, you know, go for a run or a bike ride or is it, you know, get into the kitchen and and change there? Or should you do both at once? What are your thoughts? Look, I start with things like this is just an example. I've got a bottle of one litre water. And I put some fresh uh, lemon slices or lime slices in the water. And you can get a chart and you can work out, depending on your body weight, how much water you need per day. And this is not to get replaced with juices, coffees, teas or anything else. This needs to be water, preferably filtered water if you can, so it doesn't have the chemicals out of the the tap system. Um, The lemon or lime slices makes the water alkaline. And then that helps bring the the pH of your body back from all the acidity, from the environmental toxins, from all your commercial foods that you're eating. And it brings you back. So if you can increase your water volume, that's the first step. And putting the lemon slices in it um, is a game changer. It helps your body like you wouldn't believe. So that's the first thing is changing that content over, adding a salad in each day. Um, and you make it your choice of salads. Obviously, dark green leafies in there, it, whichever flavour. I go the baby spinach because my kids like that. It's sweet, it's yum, it's easy to eat. 
Um, when you get seasoned like Neil, you add in your kale, which is a really strong flavor. Once again, there's so many recipes available. You can actually create um, anything you like. You can go and find recipes about any type of salad. You could put in kale salad. Uh, yeah, setting a reminder, Alison, on your phone. So even if it's every 30 minutes, just have a, a timer go off, have a sip of water. Um, it's a game changer when you increase your fluid. And it also is now linked 20 years before you get some of these age-related illnesses like Alzheimer's. They're talking about 20 years back, we should be hydrating more. And we're only just finding that out now and not through mainstream medicine, but through allied health people that are into nutrition and stuff like that. So they're just two simple things you can do. Start reducing down your processed foods that you're buying. Um, your pantry shouldn't be having all of the packaged foods. Start finding those recipes. They're, as I said, they're easy to find and start creating some of your own meals. Um, they can be five-minute meals. They don't have I, – I hate cooking, as in cooking, cooking. And so mine needs to be simple without too many ingredients, a yummy flavour at the end, and doesn't take too long because I'm time poor. I don't want to spend hours in the kitchen, but I want it to be healthy and effective at the end of the day. So they're probably my main things I, I suggest to people, just as a starting point. For those in North America, there are so many, if you hate grocery shopping, there are so many delivery options for fresh ingredients and they include a recipe card and they basically tell you what size of knife and what to follow it through. And in most cases, most people should be able to follow the directions and you will get fresh fresh fruit, fruits, vegetables and proteins. Um, so yeah, you don't have to, um, it doesn't have to be crazy, but as, as Samantha said, fresh, 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 fresh. And I would, as, as an athlete, you don't have to do anything crazy. Just get off the couch and go for a walk and take the water bottle that Samantha just asked you to put a little bit of lime in, I mean, lemon in, and go for a walk. Just go for a walk and then increase your distance Every, every couple of days, just keep in, increasing your distance. And who knows, within 20, 30 days, you will be surprised at how far you've started to, to, to go. And oh my goodness, Samantha, we need to talk about this. Yes. Okay, so I have a webinar coming up next Monday evening, or oh, it's afternoon in Perth time, 3 p.m., I'm not sure the conversion across um, for you over uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. And I'm going to be talking about how we can reduce the inflammation of our gut and this um, by eating well, because inflammation has been linked to all of these illnesses and long-term diseases. And if we can reduce inflammation of the body, not just if you've sprained your ankle and your ankle swollen type inflammation, but... We have it through our whole body and we don't even realise it. And so by changing our diet and cleaning up our, um, we can reduce the inflammation through our gut and make a massive, massive difference to our health. So I'm running that for free. It's through my Empowering Women, Empowering Extraordinary Women Facebook group. So if anyone's interested, they want to join and watch, 
um, we can attach the link for the group. You're welcome to um, do a request and I'll um, um, accept you into the group. And we've got loads of other content in there on different topics, whether it's mindset, nutrition, fitness, um, lots of other different topics that um, we find relevant to women and wanting to improve their mindset and health and everything like that. Um, so that's a one hour free workshop. And then um, later on this week, I'm also doing uh, three presentations as part of a, a virtual expo. Um, it's at 9.30, so about equivalent to an hour ago. Um, I'm doing that on Thursday morning, Friday morning and Saturday morning. Uh, different topics. One of them's um, going to be about the nutrition products that I use and how I utilise them to be alkaline to reduce all our um, our inflammation and, and uh, improve our overall health. Uh, another one's on our low toxin um, face and skin care and how what we put on our body is reducing the chemicals for our overall health. Uh, and the other one is just nine steps to living a fantastic life. Um, so men and women can watch that the virtual expo. Um, so there we go, Neil, no excuse. <laughs> um, and there's loads of other business owners on there um, doing presentations that are really great for you. If anyone's interested in having a look, we can certainly pop the link in there for that too. So in your group, Samantha, is this reduce your gut inflammation? Is this going to be available in replay? Because it's like two in the morning my time. Oh, okay. Didn't realize that. Look, if anyone um, over on your side of the world's interested, let yeah, I can have a replay available for them if they're interested in and wanting to have a have a look at that. So yes, I'm more than I would rather help people and educate people then say, no, sorry, not available. Because getting up in two in the morning, I do that with some of my conferences when they're held in the US on Pacific time. And it's crazy difficult. So I totally understand. Yep. Thank you. Sarah, I was fiddling oh. while Samantha was talking. Would you like to talk on this? Oh, really, really do I need to? <laughs> I really and truly want to talk to you about really, really. Um, the last couple of months I've been conducting five-day free reels challenges and that's been interesting to see people's progression from I don't have time for the reels, it's too much as a coach, I've got to do X, Y, Z all the time. What are you talking about? Really, really is amazing because it gives you the opportunity to repurpose your content and speak to your audience in a different way. And I'm looking forward to hosting the next event really, really next week. Um, details to come. If you would like more information, please send me a DM. I know there's at least one viewer, Alison, who is uh, watching now who will be joining me again next week. She got so much out of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing how people implement these different things um, that they can create. We've had a couple of people go viral from some of the information that I shared with them. And more to the point, the coaches are finding relief because it's not just an extra thing, like an extra shiny object. It's actually really worthwhile their time and energy. So if you're curious to know more, please send me a DM. Let's chat. And Neil. I believe you've been okay. bubbling away on keyboards. What was it, 450 words you wrote yesterday? <laughs> Absolutely. When I, 
I'm all about the right way to a fuller life. And right, Sarah's using art form to help people. I'm using the written word. And so I've created a, a 30 day gratitude journal that you can print off and just fill it out as a way of writing. When I personally, when I am grateful for whatever is going on, even when it's uh, a poop show and I can find the what's to be grateful in the lessons and in, in spite of the poop that's going on and in my life, life takes on an entire, my life takes on an entirely different feel to it. And it's easier to be gr grateful when it, you are in the practice of being grateful. So I encourage you, um, there's um, no cost to it. Just go to gratitude.neilthrussell.com and pick up your free 32 gratitude, 30 day gratitude journal. And I'm just going to be throwing out tools um, to help people write their way to a better life. And um, yeah, while I'm writing my books, I'm hoping that you're writing your way to a better, to a better life. Appreciate that. You, you're, you're writing the way that you, you come across is, is, is a beautiful thing to witness. And, you know, it's no wonder you're a four-time best-selling author. So well done. Thank you for sharing what you have shared. I can't believe we're coming to the end of the show. We have, like, only a few minutes of gold to share with you. Guys, if you are watching and you have a question for anybody on the panel, please feel free to hit those keys and, and send us a message. And, again, if you're watching in replay, Whichever platform, we will get back to you. So drop us a comment. We'd love to hear how you're implementing or how, if you've got any questions, if we can help you to work through that. And if you're, if we'd love it if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're in our Facebook group, make or you're on Sarah's page or my page, go to our group and join. Join the group. We'd love to have you be part of our family. And this way you can come back if I was talking too fast or Samantha said something that triggers you and you really want to, to come back and, and get the, the depth to what she was sharing about salary and the importance of salary, <laughs> then find us in the, our Facebook group or iTunes on iHeartRadio, Google Podcast. Um, I think there's, I forget, the uh, Spotify. So we've got oh, the many players. Absolutely. So, hey, so I know that, you know, as, as, a, as a human, our bodies need to combine health and wellness and good foods in our entire life. So we've spoken a bit about diet. Before we head off, is there something that you would like to leave us with about wellness, Sam? What does look, wellness mean to you? Look, wellness is a combination. It's our whole body that um, is optimised. And for many years I did a lot of sport and I trained really hard and then I wasn't as healthy eating as I am now, but I learnt as I went along the way. But what was missing was my mindset. And I had no idea. And it was only by accident that I fell into doing mindset work when I joined Arbonne. 
And then I went, this is really cool. I want more. And it just snowballed from there. But the more you can work on what you're feeding your mind, as well as what you're feeding your body, you can absolutely transform your life. You can turn it around. It gives you the toolbox to be able to deal with anything that life throws at you. I've had some, Sarah knows, some absolute doozies come my way in life where I really didn't think I could pick myself back up and keep going. And if I hadn't done the mindset work, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing today. So fuel your mind, read something informational, even if it's just picking up the celery book, whether it's on personal development, learn something, fuel your mind, adding all the good stuff to your body and just a little bit a day. If you don't think you've got time, five pages a day, 10 pages a day, doesn't have to be massive goals on it. That's all I could fit in in the beginning was just a couple of minutes a day. And over time, Sarah will know she knows me well. I've transformed my life by just chipping away and all of you guys can too. So hang in there if life's tough. Keep doing the work. You will come out better off. Um, reach out if you want to know any more. More than happy to uh, to chat to you all and, and see if I can help um, in any of those aspects of life. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's been a pleasure just um, to witness your transformation. And I think there's so many of us as coaches, we include mindset in our coaching programs because it's so important. It doesn't matter what sort of coach you are helping or how you are helping people. Mindset, mind hacks make all the difference. Wouldn't you agree, Neil? Absolutely. And I just quickly went, ah, I'm looking at the time. And whatever, but Samantha said, you, you just, we just need to look after, I'd like to leave us with whatever you do, look after your body, look after yourself first and foremost, take, take pride in looking after yourself, be the best version of yourself that you can be in the moment, whatever it looks like. And know that you are loved. And I'd like to, Samantha, is there anything that you'd like to leave our viewers and listeners with? No, look, I love that. And I think that sums it up really well about just be the best version of you every day. Uh, I, I use the philosophy, plan for the future, but live for now. We don't know how long we've got and we want to have it quality and you want to make everything count whether it's mindset physically, go do it because life's an adventure. Take it all on and um, live to your fullest. Absolutely. I'm going to wrap the show up by simply saying those tiny little differences every single day make all the difference. So if you feel like, you know, reading five pages of a book isn't going to matter or if you feel like juicing one celery a day one, once a week isn't going to make a difference, give it a go. See what happens. Notice what you notice and feel what you feel about that experience. And until we see each other next time, I trust you like us will design the life you desire and have uplifting conversations. Set your heart on fire. See you next fortnight. See you. See you. Bye-bye.